0: Good evening. Or as they say in Denmark, what the hell are you doing in here? Get the hell out of here! I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Where's the hostel? It's not here, mate. This is a private residence. Get the hell out! I'm just trying to find my hostel, sir. I don't know my way around Copenhagen very well. I've had I've had a couple of beers, and I'm feeling a little bit weird. I don't know I don't know how to get home. Just get the hell out of my house. Um so, Novak Djokovic. In Novak Djokovic, we all saw the attempted murder of the linesman during the tennis. We all know that Novak Djokovic is Serbian and therefore is in some sort of Eastern European mafia. And so... What we've unfortunately witnessed, if you've watched the clip on YouTube or on BBC News, what you have witnessed is a mafia killing. So you're going to have to change your name and move to Perth, which is really unfortunate. Things were going so well. You just found a local girlfriend here in Hurston and got a great new job down at the Chemist Newmarket. But you witnessed a Serbian mafia attempted killing. Thanks to Novak Djokovic in the US Open being broadcast around the world. and Now you have to change your name. All right, so none of your high school mates can find you anymore and you have to move to Perth. Worst of all, move to Perth. I actually have thought of a new hobby and that is you just go around to supermarkets and you yeah, have sometimes people say don't even think about it. It's generally said in circumstances where someone is about to do something where they, they already have thought about it and they are taking a, a step towards doing it. So, but what if they weren't even doing it? And you just said, don't even think about it. And they said, think about what? And you said, thank you for your cooperation. Do you know what I mean? And you can go to supermarkets, all right? And you, you can go up to a, a gym guy in a singlet with tattoos on his, on his forehead that go loyalty. And one in his neck that goes family. And one on the other side of his neck that just says lasagna. And you can say, don't even think about it. And they'll say, think about what? Don't even think about putting that watermelon up your ass. And he'll probably say something along the lines of, I wasn't thinking of doing that at all. And you simply say, thank you for your cooperation welcome to the inala dressage league we have a cracking days action of dressage today unfortunately due to an rspca petition signed by every uni student in newtown horses are no longer allowed to be ridden on but the dressage players have found a loophole, and are now riding on poor people. There are two favourites here today. The first is Archibald Boatshu, who speaks of having an innate relationship with the poor person that he rides on. In fact, some of his colleagues call him the Poor Person Whisperer. The second is Angus Egg, who has the nickname Angry Angus, from the time he blew up a taxi with a Molotov cocktail after losing a dressage match. He got off on self defence because the taxi driver was found to have presumably gone to a public school. Angus has no perceivable skills, but is nonetheless the red-hot favourite because his mother is the judge and his father is the mayor. So the players are out on the pitch, they're trotting around approaching the first bench. Wait! Is that a streaker? My word! That's a streaker! There, There appears to be something written on his left buttock. Yes, can we zoom in on that please, cameraman? No, not not that, he's buttered. Yes, that is a message. It says, tune in to Talking Dressage on 4 Z 102.1 FM. What is that? Well, while players pause, we might as well have a listen. Oh, hello, hello, hello. How are you? Welcome to Talking Dressage on 4 Z. Where we talk about how good at listening we are. And bug me backwards and call me Brian. So me a sombrero and call me Sanchez. But a very special celebrity guest has just entered the building. She is going to tell you all about how good a listener she is. It's Loose McAfee.
1: I'm here to talk dressage. Okay?
0: And that's all. We need <laughs> yeah, an exclusive license from Warner Brothers <laughs> yeah. Music. She, she, she has been allowed here mm-hmm. off her contract. And yep. so you can talk about dressage. Yes. Um, yeah, a lot of sponsors are coming in. I meant to disclose a few of them, but I realise there's more money in not disclosing the sponsors to Fortable Z and just get people to pay me from Nestle um, just to talk about their products.
1: Lovely. Okay, I look forward to that.
0: Like, really subtly. Yeah. Just, just, just saying yeah, the just word over into and over the again. the
1: conversation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nestle. And
0: I'm actually getting paid extra to do it off-air as well. So I'll be mm. hanging out with my friends. It's on a Friday night at Fridays having of some course. beers. And just start talking about music mm. bars. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll probably lose a few friends over it, but there's really good money in it. Mm-hmm. A little bit like um, getting into mindfulness and and doing, like, Facebook webinars. Uh-huh. Like, you will lose friends. Yeah. But you might make some money.
1: I could see you doing
0: that. Uh, that's one of the biggest insults I've ever received in my life. <laughs> these people are scammers. <laughs> these are scammers. They, 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 they <laughs> push these words to the limits. That. They go, mindfulness, mindfulness, mindfulness. Uh-huh. And, then, and then when everyone's realised that mindfulness is just a load of bollocks, there's no more money to be made. Mm. They come out with a new word. Wheatgrass, wheatgrass, <laughs> wheatgrass. And then everyone wants to buy wheatgrass. <laughs> and then they realize, wait a minute, wheatgrass is just a gimmick. Wheatgrass sucks. And then these people, they, they do webinars again on like Bitcoin. Mm. Okay?
1: I could see you running a um, uh, like a high-quality scam. Because you have <laughs> a very convincing, <laughs> convincing voice. So whatever you would sell, absolutely phony... Um, would be... Convincing, no, no, th- th- this
0: it. is good. I can work with yep. this because I have. So I have, you, you can use platform, but I well. haven't got the scam yet. So how about you just transfer me the money and I'll come up with the scam <laughs> <Yeah>. later? <laughs> okay. What if the scam is the existence okay, of the done, scam? Done. Listen, I've got a great yeah. scam. Oh, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. <laughs> and then two weeks later, Harry just uh, just following up about the, the scam. <laughs> scam. Like there, there is no scam. <laughs> you bought a genuine product. It's great. It's an iPhone. It's coming in the mail. Uh-huh. You got. You. It's like a double scam. Wow. Yeah
1: would like to see that. Yeah. But I'm not going to so give you it. the money. <laughs> All right.
0: Maybe. You really find out, find out who your Good true friends are, don't again. you? When yeah. you try and scam them and they don't pay you, you know you're not a true friend. <laughs> friends should trust each other. Even when you know your friend is lying and is deceitful and is really desperate for money because they got over 250 parking fines, you, you should still
1: transfer them $10,000. $10, <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> we said it at the same time. We've got so much in common. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do not like look like someone who's into mindfulness, but I assure you, I am. Mm-hmm. And if you transfer me four weekly instalments <laughs> every it's day, ninety-nine, yeah. <laughs> all it take is an annual payment once a month, um, and <laughs> <laughs> I will give you all my mindfulness tips through the power of made-up sign language. No, <laughs> I like, I no, seriously, I'm, I'm employed again. I'm, I'm an upstanding citizen again. That is lovely news. Yeah. Is it lovely news? But I said, look, it's very stressful finding a job, especially in the pandemic. But mm-hmm. is it as stressful as actually just having a job and doing the day-to-day things involved in having it a depends
1: job? Depends whether you enjoy the job, I guess.
0: It's just transactional. There's mm-hmm. none of this like, so like do you have any siblings? Like, oh yeah, two more cocktails, thanks. It's like you're just like, <laughs> here's the money. <laughs> yes. Here I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah something uh-huh. so beautiful it's art. Uh-huh. Brothels are art. <laughs> hey, man at home looking at your fridge with some crappy little watercolour painting on it that your five-year-old kid did at kindergarten? You think that's art? That's not art. I'll tell you what art is. Brothels. Yes. And it's good for the economy. Sure. It's people paying money for a service. You pay GST at brothels? You pay GST? <laughs> okay, so you're paying GST. So guess what? You're helping out the economy. You're funding the military. Oh. You're strengthening our borders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, You know, Tony Abbott, he bought, like, these $3 billion fighter jets. You know what he didn't say? Tony Abbott, the Catholic, you know what he didn't say on that day? When he cut the ribbon on these $3 billion fighter jets, he didn't say. Mm. "Uh, This is partially, at least partially dedicated to all the hardworking Australians who were too busy to go to cocktail bars and went to brothels and paid for sex Mm. and paid GST on that sex because they paid for this puppy.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that he didn't say that, actually.
0: (laughs) I'm shocked. (laughs) Uh, Someone asked me the other day, they said, Harry, how would your friends describe you? And I said, rich, earnest, prudence. They would each uh, describe me as a bit of a dick. (laughs) Um, uh...
1: The last time I saw you was... When you were cycling past my house. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that yeah. creepy? I
0: can't believe you didn't see me the other, tw- the other 12 times that day. <laughs> but um, eventually, I was getting tired. Yeah. <laughs> there she is. Um, <laughs> yes. What a lovely area you live
1: in down in jo- It is nice. I- now I have a bike. So I'm also cycling. Oh, we can meet bikies. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah.
0: is, this is good. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are a few tattoo piles around New Farm as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll just loiter around those, ring our bells. Yeah, also
1: death before decaf. A lot of the cops go there, actually
0: interesting for coffee mm-hmm. or for warrants <laughs>
1: <laughs> who knows actually
0: I don't nah, I think coffee. a lot of people go for the whole like oh where the bikey sort of you know graphics like mm-hmm. and I just want, I, I want push to come to shove I just want to walk in there and just start urinating on the floor and and do they come out with a broomstick and go hey get out of here get out of here <laughs> or do I get shot yeah. I think that's the only way to find out because a bikey you do not walk into a bikey's home mm-hmm. you're urinating the floor and walk out with both kneecaps intact. True. And so, if we want a girl to go get into death before decap, it's like, oh, so you guys are bikies, right? they always <laughs> yeah. play like this heavy metal music, like I'll bring it out, yeah, I will are. freaking die, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And and there's always someone with spaces the size of freaking cup saucers, mm-hmm. and and that's so fair. And and usually green hair. Yes mm-hmm. And green Pink Sometimes a mixture of both It turns mm. into this weird grey brown mm-hmm. And um, When push comes to shove mm. And I urinate On the floor <laughs> like, like When urine Comes to floor mm-hmm. Am I going to get shot
1: mm. Or are you
0: going to chase me out With a broomstick Or mm-hmm. are you going to do What most people do Whenever I do this And just stand there All shocked I went on a date With a girl on Sunday We went to an Italian restaurant I said I told her I'll meet you at Baccafino Sunday She said Awesome for well, lunch.
1: That's life. Yeah yeah, 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 it and is so a nice uh, lunch. Yeah, it was, spot. Oh, it's a great lunch yeah. spot. So we have a cocktail. Uh, okay, wait, <laughs> yeah, let's
0: get there first. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, <laughs> Lucy. Um, so I wake up Sunday. Around they don't do 10.
1: bookings. Is that what you're getting at?
0: No, the issue is they do do bookings. Okay. They doggy do do bookings, mm-hmm. and so I rank, I wake up ten a.m. and go oh, booking, and, <laughs> and so I, I rang up and I and I said, look, uh, d- one one p.m. I said, oh, we got twelve, we got two, and I said, one p.m. <laughs> and, and they said, ah, oh, we're all booked out at one. And I said, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I wait there in the corner. Look, this is the, this is the plan, right? Mm-hmm. And then eventually she arrives. Oh god. Um, not that I knew that she arrived. I said, there's a person. And she and oh. the person was like Harry, yeah. You know, I was uh-huh. like I was like Harry and like and my uh, my name is And I was like I just took one look at her and I said, "Your photos are five years old."
1: Oh, I didn't, oh. I didn't, I didn't say that, but I paused. That is so interesting.
0: I paused and I looked at her uh-huh. just long enough yeah. that it was like I said it, but I just my lips didn't move. I just thought it. Like mm-hmm. think about this. How long? Is it, how long take to say? Those photos of yours on the app are five years old. That's how long. So that was about like four seconds. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Harry, how are you? My name is... Oh. Hi, how are you? <laughs> 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 and, and uh which is okay. I'm sure I, that
1: made her feel very confident.
0: Well, look, so I said, look, here we are at note This yeah. place is the best Italian restaurant in Brisbane. And she said, that is awesome. I said they do the best pieces. Like that is awesome. And mm-hmm. I said they do the best passes. And she said that is awesome. And I said you're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Next time you go, when it's all booked out, come with me over here. We're going. We're going across the river. Oh. Yeah.
1: That's nice. We're going to
0: Il Molo in Balimba.
1: Never been there. It's the
0: only other Italian restaurant nearby I could think of, but it was on the other side of the river. Right. And I said, "Did you bring your go card?" She said, "I didn't bring my go card." <laughs> Get this, she says, "I've never used public transport." What? Yes, yes. I I got the impression that I think. Her parents run some sort of drug racket. Right. I haven't urinated on their floor yet, okay. so I haven't tested the <laughs> theory. But she kept mentioning, "Oh yeah, we got a big fence. We got we got a big like wall at the front of our home, mm-hmm. and it's and it's a, on a big lot. Like and and this is what gave it away: mm. the whole drug thing. She said it's in the south of Brisbane, and um, and so I so I distract the the ferry driver. Um, and I said, you, what happened to the City Hopper? I said, I used to drive the City Hopper I said, I oh, yeah. love the City yeah, Hopper He uh-huh. said, bring back the City Hopper Because uh-huh. uh, you know, the City Hopper's killed yeah, off
1: I did not know that It's it's a disgrace Yeah, It is a free,
0: yeah. only free ferry, ferry. Well, it's the smallest ferry in the Brisbane City Council fleet Yeah, but uh, useful Yeah, useful, yeah, of mm. course Because I just go back and forth, back and forth mm-hmm. I said, how many does that seat? He said, "All oh, about 20 I said, 20, only 20 mm. That could divide a Greek family, mm-hmm. and and this lady pipes up and says, oh, "Oh, where are you going with that?" This random lady. And I say, "Oh, <laughs> 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 is that a racist joke? I don't know." Um, but <laughs> but everything was going really well up to that point, and then mm-hmm. she go to this place, and mm-hmm. she says, "I want a vegetable lasagna." Oh,
1: what? we discussed vegetable lasagna before. Another red,
0: another red flag. Another <laughs> red flag. I'm
1: interested to yeah.
0: She has like two mouthfuls. Mm-hmm. This is modern dating. I reckon, mm. she, I reckon she'd gone to brunch with another guy. Oh. That's modern dating. Yeah, maybe. Because oh, you've got like two days to go on brunches yeah. and lunches with guys.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you going to give away a whole day to one guy? Life's too short. There are too many guys.
1: Do you think that, that the fact that she didn't finish lasagna is going to affect a future date?
0: I think, more importantly, what affects the prospects of a future date mm. is her never replying to me again. Uh, two days later, I said, you know what? She was good company. Mm. It was a nice afternoon.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: I'm going to message her again.
1: Good on you.
0: And after two days of mulling over, I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And
1: I no messaged response.
0: Her. <laughs> 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 no, it's She's probably sitting there at home right now going, this guy's photos, they must have been yeah. <laughs> seven years old. But he shows up... At no, he's forgotten to get, to make a booking at the mm-hmm. place he said he'd book. And he was making j- racist jokes uh-huh. on the ferry. And he catches <laughs> public transport. What is this guy, homeless? Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I guess we have to call this girl now.
0: And she's here Down tonight. I love that show. <laughs> what? I, have, I, do, I am familiar with Jeremy Cole. I thought that was a show that was just 100% dedicated to revealing the the true father of an unwanted child.
1: It's more than... It's more than that. Just, um... It's a Jerry Springer situation.
0: Right, because... And they
1: all chant. (laughs) But Jeremy is a bit (laughs) too long a chant. Like, Maury, uh, Jerry... Jeremy is just that one syllable too
0: long. Make it Jezza. Yeah. 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 But I mean, like... (laughs) I I have seen that show before. And Mm -hmm. they they talk... They'll be... they have the... the (laughs) They'll have the pregnant lady there. and They'll have the guy there. And they'll be like, so... And if you're the the father, Mm you know, what are you going to do? It's like, well... It's going to be my child yeah. I'm going to love him so much And you know what I think I'm ready I think You know I, I've Partied for You know Over 10 years now Partied like every weekend And I love hanging out With my friends But I think I'm ready To be a dad And if this is my uh. child I'm going to love Him or her Like with all my heart Alright I'm going to make this work mm-hmm. And they go Alright let's reveal it <gasps> And you're not the dad And True. he goes
1: Yes Yes <laughs> <laughs> Actually <laughs> I, have, a I run do right remember out of the building. watching A number of
0: those <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, jazz. Um, Jezza! <laughs> <Jessa. laughs> yeah, because I, I, reckon we look back on some things, mm-hmm. we go, oh well, we, we as a civilization have progressed, mm-hmm. and we go, Jerry Springer, you know, that was too much, you know, getting you slept with my man. Yeah, it, it would say the controversial thing at the bottom. Yeah, yep. my, yeah, my, my stepmom <laughs> slept with my husband. <laughs> yeah Wait, your <laughs> husband slept with his own mother? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my stepmom slept with my husband. I I saw a friend the other day. He's very he's got goals. He sets goals um and he he makes vision boards. And this is like his thing. He's a vision board guy. Everyone has their thing. Some people are good at sports, some people are pickup artists. Um, and he makes vision boards, you know. He's like a one of them really wimpy dads that sometimes people have. When you go over to someone's house and their dads are fixing a car in the garage—that's their hobby—and you go to another friend's house and their dads making cubby houses out of um, wood of ancient trees that they've chopped down in their backyard—and you go to another dad's place and he's in a he's in a pink nightgown watching um, reality television um, on pay-per-view. And I think he's a bit like one of those dads. You're going over, and you, and and he comes in with the cool lad, and he says, "Kids, you want to make stuff?" And you go, "Yeah, all right, let's make uh, vision boards." And basically, what you do is you get magazines and newspapers, and you cut out um, images that are sort of reminiscent of. Who you want to be in life? What your goals are. So if you want to have children, you cut out pictures of um, children from magazines and you and you glue you glue them on the wall. If you want to be like a, have an office job, you, you glue a picture of someone in an, in an office attire, okay? And um, maybe just images, desks, uh, books, and, you, and uh, that that sort of stuff. And you just glue it onto the vision board. And and uh, he didn't know this. But I, I, I saw him when I was unemployed and I said, hey man, I think I want to make a vision board. And he said, okay, we'll come around on Wednesday next week and we'll make a vision board. How's that sound? I said, sounds really good. And he doesn't know it, but that was actually probably the lowest point of my life, asking to make a vision board. But I think there are also dangers about the vision board. I mean, so apparently because the vision board is in, it's more dangerous than a Ouija board. All right? It's more dangerous than brings dark spirits in the house to life because what it does is unleashes the dark spirits in you, yourself, because you put the vision board on the wall. And so every time you wake up or you walk past it in your room as you're brushing your teeth or whatever, you see the vision board. And the more you think about your goals, the more you take steps in your life to, to reach them. And so if you stare at the vision board too long, you might run into some trouble. So if you have a bit of time on a Friday night and you're just staring at the vision board and you just going, come true, why can't this, my goals come true? And then you stare at it for so long and then you wait and then you, you just come to and you're like, ow, my head hurts. And you've got this big long beard and you're in an alleyway surrounded by empty bodies glass bottles and you go oh my god and you get up and run out of the alley and you grab your shirt front the nearest man in a, in a suit and he's like what year is it and he says 2035 what the hell is your problem 2035 oh my god those damn vision boards and then you run home and you knock on your own front door and your best friend opens it the one who was going to show you how to make a vision board and he goes oh hey man and you go where's my wife Samantha comes up behind him. Says, oh my God, we thought you were dead. We thought you were dead. Now we're together. You got your dead vision board. You got vision boarded. These are the dangers of making the vision board. And you're going to complain to the vision board. As, as you take your last breath in life, you're going to say, you damn vision board. And your vision board is going to swell up. It's going to start rumbling. <laughs> and then it's just going to say, you put me together. It was your vision. It's um, uncorpestating at the front. If you yes. come in through the Caxton Street entrance. Yes. There is a wall. It's like made of bricks. It's just a wall. Yeah, It doesn't separate anything from anything. It's it's a wall. It's, it's a labour of love. It's made by someone who just likes walls. <laughs> there was probably someone...
1: In rec- relation to the statue of Wally Lewis, where does that sit?
0: The, the statue of Wally Lewis is nearby. Mm. The statue of Wally Lewis uh, watches over the wall. Right. No harm shall come to the wall. Mm-hmm. And, and you know why? Because Wally Lewis is painted onto the wall. It's a wall with a mural painted on of all these... Uh, Wally... Wally oh my god that's brilliant I am Wally (laughs) (laughs) Um, and uh, that actually is how he speaks Um, whether he's reading the news about some tragic disaster Uh where 47 people died and 290 were injured (laughs) or whether it's like oh there's a school fate on it Balmoral State Mm -hmm. High (laughs) same voice Um, Mm -hmm. but so it's a mural painted of all these uh, maroons legends
1: Uh, Okay,
0: but it's one of those walls that are built for Kicking the ball against True And so what people do Is they come down With soccer balls Uh huh Because you don't kick You don't kick a rugby ball Against the wall yeah. It bounces and goes Every which way So That's people true. come down With soccer balls mm. And they just Boot them Against rugby league legends That's it's, true It's warfare
1: Yeah It's beautiful I've never seen it But maybe I'll have to Go check it out
0: I think it's an art installation I think the, With art With real art It's always more than Meets the eye It's like mm. You you go down there And it's like Oh it's a mural It's not a mural Look at the ball. you go, oh, yeah, there's a kid kicking a ball against the wall. And you'll go up to the kid and you're like, hey, mate, what's your name? And he says, shh, don't interrupt. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the middle of an art installation.
1: Mm. It's, it's an art project. And do you think that they specifically chose soccer balls because it was controversial? Well, that's what
0: a, Well, you could, you could theoretically go down there with a, a tennis racket and a tennis ball. Yeah. Except the, the, squash the, or kick, like wall, the kick wall is, on, is in the middle of a grass area. You understand? Right. So okay. you would be. So though it would also work for a squash or mm-hmm. tennis, the the the, the grass mm. sort of throws that idea at the window. Mm-hmm. So it's specifically, I think, a kicking wall for soccer balls with NRL legends painted on it. And I think the challenge is, and this is what I think this is the art installation is. Mm. And I think the Brisbane Roar are in on it. And I think part of the Broncos' tail run of form at the moment is also part of it. And I know what you're going to say. Harry, are you trying to tell me that the Broncos' really poor run of form in the 2020 NRL season is an art installation? And I'm here to tell you, it bloody well is. Yep. So what happens is they built this wall. And they paint on the mural of the NRL legends from, uh-huh. from Queensland. Yes. And soccer players are coming down there and kicking the ball against the wall. Now, you, you go down there and you go, okay, I get it. It's art. There's a mural and there's a ball kicking it, uh, getting kicked by yeah. a small child. Makes sense. That's art, right? Yeah. It's an art installation. No, there's always more than meets the eye with art. Mm. It's intrinsically linked to the Broncos' form. Now, the more balls that get hit up against the mural, the more the paint gets chipped away, the more that the image fades, and eventually, after enough balls are kicked against the wall, Mm -hmm. the mural will be gone. And that is when it gets replaced with an image of four Brisbane Raw legends. And Suncorp Stadium becomes the official stadium of the raw and whenever the broncos play there it's like oh the broncos are playing at the raws stadium it's it's black magic it's art it's it's you know what it's state of origin (laughs) i've i've heard that jim's mowing you know jim right jim's everything jim's conveyancing now jim's mowing jim's colonoscopies Jim is everywhere. All you see is this cartoony little face of him in the side of the cars. Who is Jim? People keep asking, who is Jim? I'll tell you who Jim is. Jim is the Banksy of Australia. We see these images everywhere. They're on the street. It's edgy. It's like, Jim's this, Jim's there. Where's Jim? There he is. But where is the real Jim? Okay? He's a mystery, man. He's an enigma. Oh, apparently Louis Thoreau once met Jim from Jim's mowing. But he won't tell us who it is. Apparently, Jim from Jim's Mowing is a member of the British trip-hop group Massive Attack because um, when Jim's Mowing was doing its early um, mowing routes um, through the Gap and Kenmore Hills, just doing a bit of gardening and and hedging, um, it actually follows the same tour route of Massive Attack's RSL and Bowls Club tour of 1997. And so... It's, there's, a, there's a lot of it's on forums it's a bit underground at the moment but there's a lot of um, private research that does suggest that Jim from Jim's Mowing is a member of Massive Attack the British hip uh, trip hop group and he's just the Banksy of domestic services Jim and he's got his hand in a lot of pies as they say if you're a jack of all trades you're a master of none but if you're a Jim of all trades you're a master of freaking everything the, the thing that I so very much miss about uh, being unemployed
1: uh-huh.
0: is the fact that the possibilities are actually endless. Mm. You're, you're searching every day. It's like one door closes, right, when you get made redundant. Oh, one door closes. But a million imaginary doors feel like they're there to be opened. I was like, oh, I'm going to be a songwriter. I, mm-hmm. I, I was like, I'm going to write a song. Yeah. Right. And I think songwriting is such an overrated skill because all you need to do, right, anyone can write a song. You just need the skill to do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, if I knew how to play guitar, I'd just write a song on guitar. It'd be easy. In that time. I'll write a song right now. (laughs) Lovely. There it is. All I need to do is learn how to play that on guitar. Mm -hmm. That was a freaking song. Yeah. I was thinking about writing a song about someone who thinks they're going to change the world, and then they realize that they're just one person. And because there's all these impairments of like, you change the man in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, But it's like, that's actually all you can change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's going to be like this beautiful song no one ever sings about this stuff everyone always writes these songs like power to the people you know like John Lennon uh-huh. and then there's like that, that song that's like free the people now and, and that's like John Lennon and then it's like, <laughs> then yeah. it's like we all shine on you and that, that's like I think that's John Lennon as John well John Lennon yeah um, <laughs> all I listen to is uh, yeah so and like the, it's like oh yeah be empowered what about the song that's like actually you're just one guy Actually, yeah. when it's at election time, you're just one vote.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Isn't that a powerful message? And that's what I want to write a song about.
1: huh. I think that that should be your um, the name of your song. At election time, you're one vote.
0: Oh, oh, and I plan on being a cartoonist as well. I, I thought of a great cartoon. Okay. Like a newspaper cartoonist. Yeah. Um, but then they got rid of all the newspapers.
1: True. Yeah. They're online.
0: Yeah, but are cartoons online? I, don't I feel have like, no idea. Because when it came to newspapers... The benefit that cartoons had with newspapers, they, they had free reign. There were no other cartoons in the newspapers other than your cartoons. Mm. When you go on the internet, there are memes. True, true, true. You know, yep. there are YouTube videos. Mate, we, 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 we don't need your cartoons. Mm. So there's mm-hmm. plenty of other good stuff on here. Mm. Um, it's freaking pornography. Like, we don't true. need your cartoons, dude. Mm. And so I thought of this wonderful cartoon. And yes. and it the caption was going to be, the news in 2020 and it was only this is the the beautiful thing about the cartoon it's just going to be two frames in the first frame is uh, so there's there's a one big crowd of people doing nothing then one person with a silly hat going with a a, a silly hat that says the Prime Minister should resign and in the second frame a newsreader saying there are calls for the Prime Minister to resign yep (laughs) (laughs) Some people are calling for the Prime Minister to resign. You know what I mean? Like, so, is it, so in the first frame, am I mm-hmm. explaining it too much? In the, in the first frame is the charm, is it's, is it's losing its charm, isn't it? In the first frame, there's a big crowd of people doing yep. nothing, saying nothing. Oh, yeah. And there's one person rea- wearing a silly hat uh-huh. saying, the Prime Minister should resign. <laughs> in the second frame, a yeah. newsreader yep. saying, there are calls for the Prime Minister to resign.
1: It was funny in the second time, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> most jokes are. Um, like, one person says it, but too quietly, and then yeah. the person next to them says, actually, the, the cause of the president of And then everyone points at the guy who said it and goes, you're I'm hilarious! hilarious. Yeah. We want you! Yeah.
1: I think the career would hire you as a cartoonist. I'm one of the
0: most humble people uh-huh. of all time. Sure. And um, seriously, you find a more humble guy, <laughs> yeah. and I'll fight him. I did this wonderful interpreta- um, uh, um, impersonation of Darren Lockyer. You yeah, know, he uh-huh. had that funny voice. My name is my name's Darren Lockyer. All I eat is cinnamon, and hot chilies, and yeah. and it was it was funnier. It's funny uh-huh. the it's funny the, sec- the second time I do it. I'll, Say I'll,
1: one more time. And I'll, then I'll explain I'll laugh. it. I'll explain yeah, it. So please. there's a crowd
0: of people um, in one frame, and there's one guy wearing a silly one hat called Darren Silly <laughs> yeah. um, He practically is wearing a silly hat. He's got that weird hair transplant. Um, I would oh, yes. I would classify it as a silly hat. Yeah I mean, When you're Darren Lockyer Every day is silly hat day I
1: forgot that he got a hair transplant
0: Yeah, yeah. Interesting from, He's straight from his butt pubes just glued him on it's pretty easy You can do it You can do it at home yeah, So she posted On my other mate's wall Right This is yeah. pretty early days in Facebook yeah. This might be showing my age here And she goes oh, Darren Lockyer Cinnamon and chilies You're hilarious Oh And I looked at and her you And you were like, hanging oh, no, out on no.
1: Facebook Like and Well my career's done
0: You think that's bad mm-hmm. Here's the most unconscionable part
1: They claimed it
0: he freaking claimed, oh. it. He claimed it. Stitch up. And it gets... You know what happened twice? Mm. And then another time I, I called her up. I, Did whoop.
1: you comment in it and become a keyboard warrior oh, saying, he just,
0: You know what? This was me. The, those people who do that mm. and or who like in front of other people go, That's my joke. You stole it.
1: Yeah. You just...
0: You, <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> you, look, you just look bad. Mm-hmm. All right. Because um, theoretically speaking, you shouldn't say a joke for you. Mm. You should say a joke for others. Comedians are actually just pricks. They have self-esteem issues and they're using you to make themselves feel better. You know what they're trying to... Apparently, comedy is a powerful thing because you make people laugh. There's two ways of looking at it. People were sitting there not doing anything. You did something. They laughed. You generated a reaction. That's powerful, right? Mm-hmm. But you could also just like poop in your hands and throw it at them and then they'd frown and get angry. <laughs> it's like they're still <laughs> reacting. Like uh-huh. There's power in that as well. I would say people are sitting there you're a dancing monkey I'm sorry you're a dancing monkey mm-hmm. people are sitting there and they're like we paid $40 for a ticket <laughs> 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 we paid $40 for a ticket <laughs> I rushed from my office to get here in time for the start and I paid $40 what are you going to do? they' expect what, to laugh exactly yeah. and, um, and people go oh comedians they, they make you laugh because they make you want to feel good it's like no
1: mm-hmm.
0: no they have self-esteem issues yeah. Did you
1: end up setting the record straight The record years later? Straight.
0: Wouldn't it be, it be so prosaic? I if, hope that if, you go
1: yeah. to a big reunion and then you say, I've been thinking about this for the years. I've been mulling over this. I've been talking about it on my radio show. The Darren Lockie impersonation was mine.
0: And then she'll be like, oh, thanks, Harry. Thanks for letting me know. That's, that's <laughs> and awesome. You're like, yeah. And then and then two weeks later she's hanging out with her friends and goes, So this oh Robert from um, school, yeah. he came over and he told me that he has a radio show now. Remember Robert? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got a radio show and it, you know, that that, <laughs> that chili yeah. and uh, and cinnamon Darren Lockyer joke. That was actually mm-hmm. Robert's. Yeah, he came up to me. <laughs> Jesus. When you've when you got capitalism, you know, we just you just keep all the money, all right? And so you've got more, okay, hear me out here, You got if you keep all the money, you got more to share with your friends, all right, and less with people that you don't know who desperately need it. And see, if you don't know them, all right, there are really poor people in, say, Perth, who need your money to survive. They need it for food, they need it for shelter, they need it for clothes. They need it to just buy a freaking school uniform so they can go to school. In fact, more than that, they need it to freaking buy a bus pass to get on the bus. They're choosing between clothes and bus pass. They're saying, I can have clothes, but I can't get to school. Or I can have the bus pass, and I can go to school, but I'll be butt naked. And they, you don't want to put anyone in that situation. But the thing is, if they're in Perth, you don't see it. <laughs> you don't know what's going on, okay? See, if you just look after people in your local neighbourhood and people in your friend group, then if there are other people out there who are starving... People who go to school naked because they can't afford school uniforms. You don't. If you don't see them, it's like the problem doesn't exist. You know, if there's a naked um, primary school student in a forest and no one sees him crying. What I'm trying to say is, if you can just not look at poverty, maybe it's not a problem. And so that's my argument for capitalism if we can develop some sort of goggle like uh, virtual reality goggles you can sort of choose what to see and what not to see they're very close to doing this with google glasses where you can just sort of look at someone with your google glasses on and it'll, and they'll have their names above each person they'll like have their names and whether they're single or not and it will be really efficient and then you'll be walking through a shopping centre um, and you'll bump into your, your girlfriend and like, oh didn't I didn't know she'd be here and then you'd, her status above it would be like single and she wouldn't be wearing you, the, the necklace you gave her and you'd be like samantha um but uh these are future problems for, for future google glasses problems um but what um what i'm trying to say is if you if you put on these sort of virtual reality goggles to make you feel good all right this is what we want we want to be happy guys all the ads we see on tv and in the billboards these laughing families they're going on a camp trip it's a it's an night for bcf it's a family they're laughing they're smiling i'm proud of you son i'm proud of you dad what the you mean you're proud of me I'm mean, your dad you can't be proud of me shut up stupid little beep um, so they're, they're happy and that's what life is all about you gotta be happy 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 so if you could put on virtual reality goggles that shunned all the sadness in the world so if you so there's a you take off the glasses and there's a homeless person and they're hungry and they're, they've got their hand out for he's saying oh I need food and you put on the, the happy glasses and all of a sudden the homeless person disappears And you could walk right over them and you don't even know. You don't even see them. And so this is the virtual reality glasses that are going to make you happy. The happy goggles. I'm going to call them the happy goggles. It's going to be a masterstroke of marketing. I'm going to call them happy goggles. Everyone's going to be like, I want to be happy. So I'm going to buy the happy goggles. And you are going to be so happy. You're just going to be dancing through the streets, accidentally stepping on homeless people and uh, orphan children from time to time. And you're not even going to hear it because this is my next invention. Unhappy voices get turned off. People who are saying, oh, here to raise money for charity, oh, can you sign up here? You don't even hear it. But then your mate Steve from KPMG, he's looking good. He comes over with his quiffed hair and he says, hey, hey man, want to go to Fridays on Friday? And it, you hear it loud and clear and you go, totally, dude. <laughs> You're excited. You've got the happy goggles on, you've got the happy AirPods on, and, and capitalism wins, baby. I've been researching how to be a man, all right? And it's actually very simple. As a man, you have to not do what anyone tells you to do, right? A man is independent, he is fierce, he is strong, okay? Um, so, wait, sorry, that was woman. Yeah, that was woman. woman. Um, sorry, uh, I have to do my read. That was a massive, yeah, misreading. Uh, in the Redlands area where there are a lot of people who want to renovate their homes or develop a property, and they're very restricted by uh, koala mapping. You know, you you keep the trees, the koalas. And people say, look, I haven't seen a koala here. All right, I've lived in this area 25 years. I'm a brickie by trade. I built this house 40 years ago, all right? And they say, look, I haven't seen a a koala the whole time I lived here, all right? But one day a koala might show up. You never know when. In the dead of night, you're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to hear a noise in the kitchen. You're going to go, what the hell is that? You're going to go grab the cricket bat you have under your your bed. You're going to creep closer to the kitchen. You see the light is on. You hear the the scraping noise of a spoon on a bowl. And you, you, you spin round and you see a koala sitting at your seat at the breakfast table, eating your wheat bix out of your bowl with your lucky spoon and in a fit of anger you beat that koala bear to a pulp with the cricket bat and you're just there in the in the in the kitchen what have i done and a local council inspector from redland city council who hears the racket comes into the kitchen and goes oh my god here is your notice of non-compliance if you get three of these you'll get a warning notice. If you get five warning notices, you'll receive a $25 fine payable within 17 years. And if you don't pay it within 17 years, we'll give you another non-compliance notice. All right? Um, So don't go killing koala bears again. What I'm about to tell you is commercially sensitive information. Like, if you repeat this information, um, a commercial entity is going to say, no, don't be such a jerk. You know I'm sensitive about this. I can't believe you did that. Um, And so it's very commercially sensitive because I had a fantastic small business idea during my lunch break. And I cannot overstate how serious I am about this business idea and so what I'm actually doing right now is I'm seed funding I'm trying to I, I want you to invest uh, I you you might be looking at your children at the, at the dinner table having a bit, bit of a late dinner tonight looking at your children going I want to send your kids to a good school and I want to and I put all that money in trust for you guys to go to college but then the radio comes on oh my god Uh, uh, thunder strikes and the radio turns on out of nowhere and it's me speaking and i'm doing an investor pitch to you it's it's a small business i like to. i think i will call date ready and it's about uh people i mean dating apps especially in time like this where it's quite hard to meet people out and about these days with social distancing and it's kind of getting very not that dating apps weren't already uh, a very useful tool in the arsenal of the single or adulterous person. What what it is, it's for people who just don't have many photos for their uh, profile. Because of course, what the the main way you will get a match and a dating app is through having photos that, that speak as, as many words as possible, hopefully a thousand. Um, and uh, the, what you can alternatively do is print a thousand, like Photoshop a story onto each picture with a thousand words in it. Or you could actually have a a picture that metaphorically speaks a thousand words. For example, I've read up on this and... Uh, if you have a photo of you doing an outdoorsy activity or a photo of you doing travel, a photo of you playing sport or a musical instrument, and then a photo with you and friends, it it, it sort of says, wow, this guy has a very balanced life. He's got friends. That's okay. He's relatively normal. He he plays sport. Okay, that's good. He looks after himself. Oh, and he's traveling. He's adventurous. All of a sudden, they're getting very aroused looking at your photos, and you're going to get a match, right? But a lot of people, even if they do those things, they they might not necessarily take photos of them because... You, do you have to sort of wait for a stroke of luck where okay you're playing soccer and then someone takes a photo of you playing soccer and says by the way man um, I took a photo of you playing soccer and here it is and incidentally you look awesome in it and then you and then so when you're making a dating profile you're going through all the photos that you have on your phone and you go oh okay that that's that's actually that's really useful actually that photo that that guy took of me where I incidentally looked awesome I can put that on there and then you get results then people are going wow that, he looks awesome in that photo I think I want to meet him okay and I'm going I'm to swipe right I'm going to match with you on the online dating app alright so why wait and why hope that you will get these organic photos these real photos so you can merely use them for a purpose in a utilitarian sense Forgo the whole thing, stage the photo. And here is the great idea behind my new small business, which I really need investment from you for. um, And I will read out my uh, bank account details at the end of the show. So stick around, guys. What I'm proposing to do is to stage photos for you. And we'll also do it for LinkedIn photos. And we'll do it for uh, if you need a new Facebook profile picture, be like, I just don't have... Like a good photo of me for my new Facebook profile picture. And I need to update it. It's like three years old. I need a new one, right? Because it's very stressful because especially guys, we don't really take photos very often. And what you can do is just pay a small fee and we'll give you like a couple of extras. So like just like fake friends and they can just be drinking beers in the background and then you can just sort of smile. at the cam- We can even use a Polaroid camera if you want to look edgy and we can just stage like a party scene and and we can even provide you with cool clothes. Um, we can even put up streamers and stuff, make it look like it's someone's 21st, even though it's not. We can go to a local park, set up a camping tent, I don't know, a tin cup and just make it look like you were camping. And while, while, as the business grows and there's a bit more money, I was thinking of w- collaborating with m- modelling agencies and getting attractive men and women sort of pose in photos with you to make it seem like you're you're, like, in the in crowd. You're, like, you hang out with really attractive people. Or, I mean, like, because these photos, th- th- these are what sell you on the online dating apps. And this is where Date Ready comes in handy because you you can uh, stage these scenes. So, and I was thinking, and another popular one would be uh, the sporting photo. And I don't think it's dishonest because, I mean, it was a great idea and I should know, I had it. Um, and so, I think... As the business also grows, we might get into bio-writing as well. So you may say, well, look, I don't know what biography to put on my, on my Tinder profile. We'll write those for you. And you might even say, look, I don't even want to be in my photos. And, we, and we'll say, that's another service we provide. Well, how about we'll pose as you in the photos? And the girls won't know uh, it's not you until you show up and you go, here I am. And they go, but you... <laughs> You're black in the photos. And, you, go, and you, you you stand there and you're white and you go, sorry, I, I paid a guy to pose as me in the profile. He's, he's really good at writing biographies. But why aren't we as forward in terms of making friends as we are about finding a, f- a potential uh, lover? You know, for example, you can talk to someone for two minutes in a bar who you're sexually attracted to and then go, hey, you know what, you're pretty cute. Here's my number, we should catch up for coffee. But you can talk to a bloke at a party for three hours about something that you're both passionate about about music or about football about colonoscopies and then just walk away and potentially never see each other again that was a friend you just met a friend And I know sometimes you, you go Oh I had these great friends From high school And they're still here And maybe they've got These great friends From uni Or TAFE or... And I'm sorry You've got to keep Those guys on their toes Because If people think Oh th- this guy's loyal He doesn't make Any other friends Alright They start treating you Like doggy doo doo And if every now and then You just roll up To a gathering Or dinner party With you and your friends And you just bring on along A new guy I'm talking about <laughs> I'm actually talking about Escorts here I'm talking about A friend escort So <laughs> I'm not talking about you, uh, you You bring some model with you and you go, here, this is my new lover. I'm talking about you bring just like a really cool guy. You just rock up. You're like, this is Brian. He's actually an Amos on the acoustic guitar. He shreds. He's actually better than John Butler. Tritt. He beat John Butler in a shred off back in the early 2000s. And you, you come in here with this friend who's really impressive. It's like, dude, how'd you get this friend? Like- no offense to you, but you're incredibly boring and you got this amazing friend you go yeah man this is a friend I met on the weekend like he's a pretty cool guy like we hang out a lot <laughs> like what and then all of a sudden they're not going to push you around anymore you're not going to be like hey man let's go get brunch on Saturday and then on Saturday at 12 o'clock at lunchtime they go hey man can't, ma- can't make brunch and you go okay firstly brunch was at 10 I've been waiting here for two hours and secondly ha- you cannot tell me in the same day that you can't make brunch and that's what friends do when they have contempt for you if you If you have experiences before, that is a friend who does not appreciate you and so I'm not saying the, the person is a bad person it's just a natural human thing. If someone thinks that you are on a ball in teamama at the, at, the, at any beckon all right then they start to almost they, they almost want to test you and go. Will this person stand up for themselves? And you have to there. And I'm saying, you, know, you never, ever, ever say, I'm never talking to that person again. They've wronged me. Do you, you listen to too much uh, gangster rap. You should mediate your dispute. They'll, they'll, they'll hang out with their new friends and not me. And then all of a sudden, they're sweating bolts going, well, I, wanna, I want my friend back. So um, that, that's why I recommend a friend escort. And I, look, if you need a friend escort, I'm here. I everyone has has their price, and if you're incredibly boring and you want to pay me to hang out with you and just hang out and go to your boring dinner party, so that I can impress your friends with my wealth of knowledge about English Premier League football and uh, and football and the English leagues of football, and they will not flake on brunch when you invite them. Okay, and so you just need a and just enough self esteem to get by in this world. So that when you go to work and you do something wrong and your boss goes, you stuffed up. You're an idiot. You're a freaking idiot. You can just go, <laughs> okay. And you just you go out to the bathroom, you close the cubicle door, you get open your phone and you just look at that number and you go, there it is. <laughs> Would an idiot have this girl's number? <laughs> no way. My boss is wrong (laughs) because I have this number even though I've never messaged it and I don't even know if it's her actual number um so it's just important to have just enough self-esteem to stay afloat in this world and that self-esteem boost can come from just getting that number all right? If you if you call that number and then lay with her, make sweet love to her, that's almost too much self esteem. You can't sustain that forever. You're gonna be like, Oh my god, life is so good. And sorry, buddy. Monday morning, boss, you made a mistake. You're an idiot. All right. Sustainable levels of self esteem. Just get the number walk away and so what we're going to do we're going to make we're going to go into town we're going to talk to people who we're not sexually attracted to at all we're going to say hey how about the weather and they go yes there is weather and you go it is indeed weather and and we're going to talk about hey what are your favorite indoor plants and they go ah the brown crusty one i have at home and the the black crusty one next to it they're my favorite ones i love them so much i love them so much sometimes i forget to water them and by sometimes i mean all the time and then you say hey You're, like, fun to talk to and I'm not sexually attracted to you at all. Let's be friends. Here's my number and catch up for brunch because I know you will not flake on me because you seem boring, lonely, and loserish. And I am impressive, so you are not going to treat me wrong. And then you get their number and you message them and you say, let's get brunch. And they, of course, say, who is this? And uh, it's so far away that you might as well move to another country. As far as I'm concerned, if you live in Brisbane, is New Zealand not closer than Perth? What about Papua New Guinea, Port Mosby, all right? I know a lot of people complain, they they Google um, these lists, and I urge you not to Google this, okay? Um, Because I do not want to besmirch the good people of Port Moresby. But if you do Google um, cities with the most crime, you might see Port Moresby pretty close to the top. You might even see it above uh, second place. But uh, what they don't see about Port Moresby is it's cracking, absolutely cracking small bar scene. Um, it's got an absolutely amazing small bar scene. And what I'm referring to is not like a whole collection of small bars. I'm talking about a bar scene um, that's actually quite small. But it um, it's pretty good. I haven't been to Port Moresby, but I uh, I assure you if you go there with multiple security guards and stay in a five-star hotel um, using pirate radio to get Foxtel broadcast from Australia, I assure you that you'll have... Something that resembles a good time, and uh, I, you know, my dad grew up in Papua New Guinea, and I got to tell you, he's a real man. He's a real man. What you learn when you live in Papua New Guinea is you learn that uh, you got to wear sunscreen. I I I read that in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. there, There was a bit of a I wouldn't call it a myth bust because I think. Uh, the mythbusters god rest their soul they are picking cigarette butts out of bins at the moment because they simply ran out of myths um we need to lie more we need to make up more bullshit all right so the mythbusters can go out there and do what they do best and that is bust myths and um anyway uh yeah so i read that in charlie and chocolate factory when which is one of the most scary films you'll ever watch in your life it is a true horror film and uh, when Augustus Gloop, all right, you know, save some room for later, Augustus, when he um, falls into the chocolate river, and then he, and then there's this great line where his mother cries out, "Oh no! He doesn't know how to swim!" and and Charlie Willy Wonka calmly says, "Well, there's never been a better time to learn," uh, as he's splashing around in the chocolate river, and he gets sucked up a pipe. And now what happens is he's stuck in the pipe, and the, the chocolate sauce is building up beneath him. And uh, Willy Wonka says, um, I I must assure you, the man does make delicious chocolate, from what I've read, um, but uh, in the factual recount by Roald Dahl... Um, the, the non-fiction book Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, and there is a true crime podcast about the 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 chocolate chef who murdered uh, a whole uh, suite of children. Um, and it's really uh, it's really distasteful podcast, actually, unlike the chocolate he made. But what, what I'm trying to say is, he says, "Look, the the child is. I mean, he makes chocolate, but he, he doesn't have a science degree." But he says, "Look, the, the it's going to shoot him out of the pipe. It, the chocolate is going to build up, and it's going to shoot him up the pipe, and and he'll get out." And then that is what happens but um scientists quite annoyingly um and quite smart-arsedly point out that um that amount of pressure in a pipe would either have to cause one of two things either the pipe to shatter and there and then and the chocolate and the boy to fall out or the boy to shatter the build-up of pressure would have made augustus gloop's brain Explode. His eyeballs would explode and his brain would have shut out his ear holes and eye holes. The kid would have exploded. It would have gone into, he would have literally gone into the chocolate, his bits of brain. You'd be eating, you would find a golden ticket in your chocolate bar and also a little chunk of some chubby German boy's skull in your chocolate. That's what would happen. Uh, all right. And that's why they had to close a chocolate factory down in Tasmania because kids kept falling in getting sucked up pipes and their brains were exploding and then, that's why they, they kept making these weird sort of concoctions they'd say oh it's got gummy bear in the in the chocolate And they, they in fact I think they even this is very distasteful they even, unlike the chocolate they even caught, made some spin-offs like Willy Wonka chocolate and it had like gummy bears and jelly beans in the chocolate because they were trying to cover up the fact there were bits of kids brains in there they, I once saw, uh, I mean I don't know much Italian but I at least know that SIBO means food and we know means wine and I walked past uh, a place that purports to be an Italian restaurant, and the name of it was Sibo e a.k.a. the name of the restaurant is Food and Wine. Now, if, if you were serving Australian food and you named your restaurant Food and Wine, is it so simple it's genius? Or is it... it I mean, if that's all you can come up with, what kind of food are you going to serve? Are you going to come out with a plate and go, bread and water.